absolutely delighted over the moon. I don't know how to describe it. Um, welcome along, Ari Vatnen. <laughs> no, no, come on, come on. I'm, 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 I'm so, uh, you know, how should I say? I'm touched that you take it so seriously. I'm not worth it. I'm not worth it. <laughs> oh, without a doubt. <laughs> so, Ari, um, Donegal was one of your first adventures whenever you landed in the UK, yourself and Dave Richards. I think it was a man you just jumped into in London and headed off to Donegal. Uh, how did that come about? Uh, the, that's a very good question. Maybe you should ring uh, DR and uh, find out. Uh, <laughs> he had it. Uh, what I do remember, then uh, slightly later, we came back from Scotland having that uh, Scottish holiday. Okay. But no, but, well, no, Scottish holiday was before Donegal, was Yeah, I think so, yeah. Normally it was. was yeah. after, it was before. Yeah. Anyway, uh, uh, I remember when we came down from uh, from, uh, from Scottish Valley back to south of uh, England. But uh, how how did we come to uh, Donegal Rally? That's what I physically do not remember. But I'm sure David uh, David must have organized it because I did uh, you know a few months earlier. Uh, in May, in fact, I did uh, the Welsh Rally uh, with John Thomas, and who who really got me. Coming to the UK, he got 300 quid sponsorship, and uh, at the strength of that massive 300 quid uh, funding, I, I put my car on a op battered Opel Ascona on a boat and yeah. came to the UK. And then uh, that virtually led to led to uh, the invol involvement of Tony Fall, who was running a dealer Opel team at that time. Okay. And um, so we went to the Scottish Alley, and then David got involved. Because he knew uh, he knew uh, Tony Fall, and it must have been then, uh, and, uh, as a result of that, uh, that we came to, I suppose, to train me further mm -hmm. to, to to come to Donegal, and of course for me it was just one big adventure, just incredible. I mean, first of all to come to the UK, and then that one thing actually led to something else, because normally when you do a a big jump into an unknown. I mean, it's uh, that's mm -hmm. it. You make one <laughs> one jump, and that's it. That's yes. it. Actually, led to this uh, uh, this other events, and uh, and and uh, all I remember from that event was that it was a right and drive car. Mm -hmm. It was a right and drive car, and uh, and uh, and and uh, it is true that it was uh, it was uh, the local dealer. Opel dealer, I think he gave the private car of his, of his wife okay. as, a, as a recce car. And it is very true that um, with the local mechanic, uh, with uh, I suppose it was a mechanic who was with me in the evening, I don't know why we went out. Uh, David was uh, doing his space notes or whatever. Okay. And so we just, uh, I missed the junction. I missed the junction. I went past it and, mm -hmm. um, and I thought, uh, as you would do on a gravel, I mean, you go, you reverse uh, flat out backwards, mm -hmm. you flip the you know, steering wheel and you press the brake uh -huh. and the front would come around very nicely. Yes. No, but didn't. We rolled it. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and it did a lot of damage. I mean, it became like a tent, you know, like a V-shape <laughs> tent. So I don't think my shares were very high, high, no. high. Uh, <laughs> in that, um, and I remember from that we had some, uh, uh, because you are young and you are, uh, it was like your kind of a dream thing. 
I had to touch my, myself that is this all happening to me and yes. I remember we had some uh, we we took part in some uh, parties and uh, and it was all big uh, well jump into deep end uh, not just yeah. driving wise but you know life wise uh, young man discovering the world and I had to really ask myself is it really happening to me uh, yes. mm -hmm. very 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 fond memories indeed yeah. Okay. And like, you know, you were going reasonably well, you had a few wee knocks and scrapes, but um, you went out then, I think it was on the Sunday, and I think you just had, like, uh, as we were talking about here, you had a ditch, and I think you were asked afterwards how it went, and you were trying to find the English word for hit or something, and you said demolish, and Dave Richards says, yes, we demolish many things here. <laughs> Exactly, that's what I remember at the uh, in interview or in the interviews. Actually, we don't hit things, we demolish well, them. That was well, <laughs> it very much turned out to be true in my career later <laughs> on. And, and I remember this one incident on a uh, not incident, uh, just anecdote on a recce. Uh, I, I in Warmborg was in a sort of whitish greenish BMW. Yes, mm -hmm. he was a good driver, particularly on Tarmac. I in Warmborg. And, and John Davenport was his co-driver mm -hmm. and, and during the recce they came the other way and they stopped and of course all, I was impressed that uh, my, they, they stopped and of course I was struggling uh, a bit with my English and, um, and, and since uh, I was not used to make bass notes of any kind really, okay. let alone English notes with David, so, so John Davenport or Ahim asked me that have you worked out your English notes? He, he, he used this, I remember this, and I didn't really know what it means, work out. Have you mm -hmm. worked out yes. your English space notes? And I said, of course, when you don't understand it, you just say, yes, yes, you're not in your head. <laughs> oh, yes, oh, yes. <laughs> Very far from the truth. And, uh, and, and honestly, I don't, uh, did we finish that rally? No, I don't think so, no. <laughs> no, I don't even, no, I don't then think of the so. rally itself, yeah. uh, uh, I don't remember a lot. No. I still remember this one uh, nice, uh, nice girl I met uh, uh, met uh, met during that uh, rally. I mean, yeah, I, I do remember the little. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think did, did we go out for one night or something like that? Yes. I mean, I, I might have even been holding her hand. I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> even quick kiss, you know, who yes. I remember correctly. But anyway, yeah. so it was a young man, a young man out and. Uh, like uh, in the wonderland with my big eyes and uh, appreciating every second, appreciating every single second. Yes, brilliant. And then you come back in 1978, Ford were looking to develop the Mark II then because it was it was getting competitive in gravel, but they hadn't quite unlocked it on tar. So you, yourself and Peter, Peter Bryant were sent over along with- Now late, now late. Another gentleman of the sport and Dave Sutton, another late great man exactly. as well. Exactly. Um, so what's your memories of 78? You know, we all talk about Black Beauty. That's a car that stirs so many emotions here in Ireland. No, yes, it really, 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 I mean, it's, it comes uh, comes up this Black Beauty word uh, so so often. No, 78, uh, I remember it, uh, I remember it a lot better uh, because um, I don't remember if he came for to develop that car. But in those days, it was not unusual to do David Sutton say, oh, Harry, I have found some money. Let's go there. Let's go to Madeira. 
let's go to the Signal Rally in Spain, let's go to Canary Islands, let's go to Donegal. It yeah. was that kind of life. Right. Totally. I mean, it doesn't happen anymore at all. No. And, mm -hmm. and, uh, and nearly every time I had a, a different co-driver, because of various practical reasons. Uh, yes. And uh, we went to Cork Rally, for example, with Henry Lid No, um, not Henry. Henry Lidner was with me in Madeira. Mm -hmm. Then uh, 78, that was also 78. And we went to Cork 20, that was the, the Arne Hertz, oh, yes. who normally was with uh, Hannu Mikkola, mm -hmm. late Hannu Mikkola, another great, yeah. great uh, driver, which is a friend who is not with us anymore. So, uh, but and then Peter Bryant came back, uh, back with me. And of course, I started uh, 76 with him in, uh, in Britain. Mm -hmm. And I always liked uh, Peter a lot. He was a uh, not the typical co-driver, he was, um, uh, I'm not saying that co-drivers are not intelligent, don't get me wrong, but he was very intellectual. Peter was very intellectual in his uh, approach to life, uh, so okay. uh, he had a very mature opinion on, on, on any issue in life, and I, I enjoyed, uh, enjoyed discussing with him, and, yes. and I learned a lot from him. So anyway, uh, that particular rally, uh, because there were even some songs were made of it because there was this nice, very nice girl in the, at the reception of the hotel mm -hmm. and so I think somebody make a, make a, made a poem of it or something. And there were these uh, parties because I, I think it's not a folklore story. It's true that, uh, that the like second morning, the start was uh, one hour later, yes. <laughs> just to make sure that um, People were more or less sober <laughs> when, they, when, they, when they started the yes. rally. It was a fantastic event. Of course, we did well. I was quite fast. The car was beautiful. And, mm -hmm. um, and it was all this, you know, atmosphere and, uh, uh, you know, really Irish, Irish atmosphere, friendly, friendly, uh, friendly atmosphere, you know, people, but still without any excesses, but, you know, uh, very relaxed people drinking and 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 but uh, you know in a, in a nice uh, in a nice way i have a very nice memory of that event very 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 nice very nice indeed mm -hmm. I, and the, the people of Donegal are very passionate about their the welcome they give to visitors and their rallying too so like it's a it's a great combination no absolutely no it is uh, uh, i've always felt that um, you know uh, the finns and irish we have a, a lot a lot in common you know small small countries next to a big country and uh, mm -hmm. and anyway that um, you know so, you know sincere very you know si without sincerity in life you you can't get very far you know you, yes. when you have a sincere relationships uh, they are honest and they're enjoyable and very rewarding and that mm -hmm. is a very uh, very i mean fond uh, memories of of my rallies and i did on I mean, then uh, I did Ulster rally, then I developed, well, think about all on the island as a whole. Mm -hmm. And of course, Surgical Island, while, and I had the, that's a privilege to do that uh, yes. several times. And then this Cork mm -hmm. 20, and, and, uh, and of course, to got to know the, uh, the, come on, uh, come on, the guy who was driving, uh, Colin, uh, what was his name? Uh, come on, who was driving the Stratos. Oh, Belly Exactly. And, and of mm -hmm. course, um, but did did Billy drive? A, did Billy? Did you say Billy? Billy Billy no. Coleman drove the, the Stratus. Oh, yes. no, Billy. But did um, he also drive? But then I had another driver in my Kevin mind. Curley. 
Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, and then, yeah. uh -huh. and of course, Billy became a friend, and yes. and then of course Bertie, the late Bertie Fisher, and mm -hmm. at that time I was already flying helicopters myself. So, of course, I I was very very impacted by that tragic accident of mm -hmm. yes. of Bertie Bertie Fisher because mm -hmm. I had met him. Uh, uh, I met him on a previous RAC rally. Okay. And he came there. I was with David Richardson in David's helicopter. Yes. And Bertie came in his helicopter, and I didn't know I didn't know that he flies helicopters. So yes. of mm -hmm. course we just talk about helicopters. And next time I hear is this um, terrible accident mm -hmm. of him. And so there are many. You know, life is more than just a rally. Life yes. is more about uh, is about relation. You know, of sincere relationships mm -hmm. and and people whose destiny has touched you and. Uh, and and that's what is uh, that we are we are you're not cynical in life and uh, you mm -hmm. meet every single person you know same way at, uh, as equal to yourself and that's what um, that's what and of course it was an early part of my career so every rally was in even later on it rallying was never a job for me it was life it was adventure I always was wondering is this really that this is happening to me you know how what have I done to deserve this? Yes. Really. Mm -hmm. And you know, you talk about you know the way that Raleigh and the ship you, you know, like the Mark II escort in Ireland and in particular Donegal, like there could be 170, 180 cars starting Donegal, there could be 70 of them still a Mark II escort. Incredible. Have you that asked is. have you asked you know all them guys? I would say easily 50% of them will say Ari Vatman is the reason I'm driving this car. How does that make you feel whenever you hear something like that? No, uh, of course, uh, it it feels very good. Obviously, it feels uh, that you know without uh, what have I done? I haven't. Uh, I'm not a hero in a sense like uh, like uh, like Alexei Navalny in uh, in Russia is uh, fighting against Putin and trying to get some human basic human rights for people and risking his own life. That kind of people are heroes. I was just running after my dreams. That's all. And if I didn't, without realizing it, and because I was, I, didn't, I never asked any questions myself. I did not ask if this doable or not doable. I mm -hmm. just went for it. And of course, that was manifested in my driving style. Even tarmac, I was not clean. I went sideways on the tarmac. And of course, people love it. Yes. People love it. Uh, mm -hmm. And when you, when you leave, uh, you know, when you go sideways on tarmac and you leave black uh, tire marks, I mean, people, people love it. Yes. And, um, and they realize that you are, you are you are giving you are giving all you are giving all what you have got. Yes. Mm -hmm. And and then then uh, that escort uh, were really was uh, fitted. It was uh, it was like a glove in my hand. Uh, that's how I that's how I, I that's how I felt. And and then if you without realizing if you inspire other people, I mean to do the same. I mean what's better? It's an honor. It's an mm -hmm. honor. It's a, it's a, it's it's an honor. It's an honor that. Uh, you have managed to inspire some other people. I think mm. then that's it's fantastic. Yes. Well, Ari, that's really lovely words, and I really appreciate you taking the time to join us. And we we'll hope to see you again soon. Of all COVID, you know, things being equal next year, we we'll hope to get back on the stages. And who knows, we might invite you over then. Well, I mean, it's long overdue. It's long overdue, but let's let's hope. Uh, yes. Well, if I remain as young in my head as I'm today, so and and God God willing, you know, stay in a good health, so yes. we can do still lots of things. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
No, I'm absolutely delighted to welcome along Donald Barrett. Donald, you're very welcome along. Thanks very much, Kevin. Thanks for having me. And no bother at all. It was a pleasure. So, uh, growing up in Donegal, I suppose, was the rally was always something that was on your radar growing up? Well, I think any young fellow in Donegal, uh, the rally, people, kids know about the rally. And um, I suppose I came from a house, Kevin, that there was no rallying. And, uh, okay. But the rally, uh, we lived in the Gary Guard stage. I don't know if you know where the, where the famous crossroads is or, uh, in the Gary Guard stage, uh, the little triangle, and our oh, house yeah, looked down on that. So um, <laughs> so I used to go down and watch the rally all the time. And I was um, neighbours a couple of fields away of a, a family called the Freels, and Joe Freel was a navigator, uh, would have mm -hmm. sat on with Eamon Harvey back in the day and sat on with many people after that. And mm -hmm. the lads were mad into cars, and I used to be up about their house all the time. And, uh, suppose that's when I first started getting into it. Yes, you caught the bug from them. <laughs> well, I don't know if I caught the I well, I like going watching it all the time anyway. Yes. It's something to look forward to every June, Kevin. Mm -hmm. So then you teamed up with the one lonely Manus Kelly. Um, does it start out that you were in the driving seat and Manus was the co-driver, am I right in thinking? Uh, well, I, I suppose it started to be, uh, uh, I started Paul Harris. I was in London and um, there was a few motorsport enthusiasts over there and, and uh, I managed to helped Paul gather a few pounds and mm -hmm. um, he, I went to Clare in 2005, 2005, we went to Clare. Paul, as a thank you, just in the old two-door Impreza, if you remember it. Oh, and, yeah, the uh, other one, yep. Uh -huh. Yeah, and it was a funny rally in that there were one stage and then there was service and then you're back out again. And uh, we, uh, like a four right in, there was a rocket falling down. We hit the rocket and rolled down the road and wrecked the, the two-door Impreza. So poor Paul was taking mm -hmm. me out for a spin to thank me for gathering a few pounds and uh, and that ended up happening and then in 2006 the harvest um we went out in the corolla it was um donnelly's first time in the 12b if you remember oh yeah um, yeah the stage uh, is up around harvest. atlantic drive and i found it in glen atlantic <laughs> drive uh, great stages and yeah. we finished second um to eugene donnelly so that was the start of it and then um yeah, and then I, I started sitting on Manus then. Uh -huh. Well, actually, yeah. you're, you're right. Manus said the, the twin cam, and mm -hmm. he was always on to me. Just barked one, we'd get a run on the show. Kind of went up to Ahadoui one Christmas, along with himself and Jimmy Dorian, a few lads. And then we went and did a rally down in the ALMC. Okay. Uh, and he sat on, and then we went up and did a rally in, uh, what do you call that, outside Newry, the, the mountain. Um, oh, Steve Gullion or Steve Gullion? Steve Gullion, Steve Steve Gullion. Gullion yeah, yeah, did that. And then uh, we went to Fermanagh and did a, a wee rally and uh, and I uh, crashed at the twin camp. And um, yeah, we quickly realised then. Oh, I, I got a, an Evo then. After okay. I thinking that was going to do a bit of rally. And yeah. we went and did a bit of testing, but we quick, I quickly realised that I'd be better. Uh, no matter how good it was, the call notes would be better. He'd be better driving than me calling notes. <laughs> um, and that's how it started, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, what a partnership it turned out to be. Like, you know, we're, we're, you know, concentrating on Donegal's story, like there was, what, 2007 to 2015 and various Mark IIs, like some battles throughout the years. I should get battles that whole national show. It's unbelievable and mm -hmm. still unbelievable. And I think... You know, if the truth be told, Manus's heart still belonged a lot, and and that even after one that international, and um, yeah, she went many's a battle to it. It was great. Um, mm -hmm. We never got uh, across the finishing line, unfortunately, until two thousand and fifteen, mm -hmm. after the accident in fourteen. And I don't know. I think Kevin Manus Manus was an unbelievable driver, but if 
by his own admission later in, in his rally career, he never uh, put the effort into it in terms of okay. preparation. You know, like mm -hmm. um, I remember one year Gary McPhillips and Paul Sheridan beat us. The year we crashed out, Gary and Paul actually stayed with me mm -hmm. in my house, and um, and we're competing against each other. And you know, when you seen the prep there, but then you're watching in cars and doing all that stuff. That yeah. you know, Manus was that laid back. You know, he never uh, he never bothered doing that. And then later in life, he, he started doing that. He got David McGinley involved, and mm -hmm. you know, started to focus on that psychological side of things to really yeah. uh, prepare. And I'm sure once he prepared. His talent then shone through. That's all that was missing early in his career, you know. Yeah, because it was such a natural talent, you know, that such all a that, natural you know, talent. I, that all that sort of side issue didn't really click to him until, you know, I suppose until he really needed it. Ah, and you know, when he, he, he realized that he needed to do that, that everybody else uh -huh. was doing it. And then I suppose Manus, when we sold the car, the black car, or the yellow car that became a black car, and, <laughs> um, and then we're hiring cars, and sure. He'd go out and he wouldn't even have driven the car a wee bit of a test and then go out and be unbelievably competitive. Like one rally a year showed us, it showed the talent that he, that he had, really. Mm -hmm. I think you were competing against the likes of Gary McPhillips and Declan Boyle and these guys who were doing you know, maybe seven, eight events leading up to Donegal to step into the They're very talented drivers. And, yeah. and throw Daniel, Mc, Daniel McKenna into the mix. Who, yeah. uh -huh. you know, Daniel, if, if Daniel had ever got into a world car, you know, God mm -hmm. knows what he, he could have achieved. He was an unbelievable driver. Yeah. So, yeah, no, it was very, very competitive. But you have loads of other lads like Wesley yeah. Patterson and Mark McGee and Damien Galler and Brian Brogan. And, you know, all yeah. those lads, like, sure, it was... Uh -huh. uh, it's a who's who, battles. really, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. Like, that was always the thing, and still is with the National Rally. It wasn't the top five or six you were looking at. It was the top 15, 20 drivers that... Oh, you know, I sure, you, like Frank Kelly and Adrian Hellerington and oh, all them boys, sure, like, uh -huh. you know, would be very, very, very fast. Uh, and, I think uh, David Bogey. Great camaraderie and great crowd. Yeah, I, I, I always seem to be that friendship there because like, I've spoke to other guys and like, you know, the, if you had a problem on the stages, you know, at the end of the stage, it'd be the first boy with a tow rope or, you know, like a, a wheel race to help you change the wheels or whatever. They would take every second off you from the clock's ticking. But from the clock yeah. stops ticking, then it's, you know, it's the friendship that counted, wasn't it? You know? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. a great camaraderie altogether. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's such, a, it's such a positive side to the sport. So, like, you finally got the... the the donkey off the back is not probably the right expression, but yeah, you won the national rally then in 2015. With that terrible accident in 14 in Garton and, uh, and poor Rodney Wilton's good car was wrecked in that one. And um, mm. yeah, and I do, like that was, you know, that was probably, that was a worse accident than, than man of the actually died in, you know, it was a mm -hmm. crazy accident at high speed and through trees and um, we we're very lucky. And um, yeah, you know, Manus took that quite bad at the time. We we was it, but Manus took it quite bad and yeah. struggled with it for a while. And what could have happened? And then uh, we said we'll go back and and we hired um, who's yeah. care? Oh, uh, Tom. Um, yeah. What his name's gone? Yeah, Tom, Tom Flaherty. Flaherty. Tom Flaherty. Sorry, yeah. Tom. Tom Flaherty in Galway, and um, we went down to Munster and water running down the road. And I think he was third or fourth fastest in the first stage. Uh, two, two WRCs. I think we we're faster now, McGuire, and maybe another WRC. Yeah. In it. And then um, we had mechanical failure on the third or fourth stage, mm -hmm. and then into Donegal. Then uh, straight into Donegal. Then and um, yeah, Donegal. Declan Galler was leading, and then he rolled on the mm -hmm. on the the Friday, and then was between ourselves and Gary on the Saturday morning. And mm -hmm. um, the first stage was actually my home stage, and and. Uh, 
and Gary Gord. And uh, Gary actually went down the road about a mile and we could ICC him rolling. And uh, himself and Paul rode the rally. And then we had a, maybe a 20 some second uh, lead on Brian Brogan then. And mm -hmm. uh, we, had to, we had to push on then. So I suppose maybe all the luck that we didn't have in the years pre previous to that, we probably had a good bit of luck in, in that year then. You know. Mm -hmm. I, and like that's a different kind of pressure than obviously trying to maintain the lead rather than trying to be fighting for every second. I suppose it's trying to get that pace that you're not, you know, completely on the limit to judging it that you're fast enough to stay ahead but not taking big risks, I suppose. Uh, well, I suppose in, in the aspect that year, like we, we had to go at 9.9 .9 tenths just <laughs> to, to stay ahead. Like there was no, like no coming back there. Mm -hmm. and that one really at all and we had never been in that position before really apart from 20 I forget what year Declan and Brian Boyle beat us in, in Atlantic Drive yeah we were we were leading going into 12. the last loop and that by four seconds 12 of it mm -hmm. um and that's the first time we'd been in that in that position so no it was great sure like that was a dream come true for us Kevin like sure, yes uh, we tried and tried and tried and then you know mm -hmm. to to actually achieve it was unbelievable mm -hmm. So then that put in motion then the big plan for 2016 to give the the overall rally the world. Uh, did, you know, was it like a crazy dream or was it something that you thought they were going to make this happen? Yeah, it was, it was a dream. Um, we I remember sitting outside my house in Dublin, coming home from work one evening and uh, chatting to Kelly and, and uh, you know, saying, geez, why don't we go and see if we get a price anyway? And, uh, Cahill Brown, who used to look after us, who was brilliant to us uh, in the escort days, um, he uh, he rang Melvin, and you know from talking to Melvin afterwards, like Melvin wasn't giving out that was his own twelve B, and he wasn't okay. giving it out too much. I think he had given it to Alan Ring, who maybe had an accident on it, and he wasn't too fond of giving it out too okay. much. And um, yeah, and then he came back and like it was a lot of money, Kevin. Yeah, to yeah. go and have to try and gather, but. Uh, we were fortunate with a very good team that helped us go and gather it and, and mm -hmm. put in money ourselves and and uh, away we went. Yeah, I, Carlo. I, I, <laughs> what way to start? Uh, like I think it were fastest on the first stage. I think shakedown was a bit of a, a nightmare, but right into the first stage then. And, and the shakedown was funny in that Ted mm -hmm. O'Shaughnessy, you probably know him, Ted. Yeah. is a great rally man. Ted organised a wee bit of a lane first to go up and down and it was raining and um, sure, we're going up and down it, and sure, he didn't know he was trying to left foot break and never left foot breaked in his life. And okay. um, he told the story afterwards that he uh, he met James Cullen in, in the hotel that night and he was about down himself. And James Cullen told him just go out and drive her like, a, like an escort man, is. and um, and that's what he did. And we we're fastest in the first stage. We actually had a bit of a stall at the start of the first stage, and then he went on and he was fastest in it. And thankfully, we went on and, and won the rally. Mm -hmm. um, but I remember I was the corners were coming to court out quicker. So like going into Donegal, did you feel you just had a chance or what we no, what we was feel the we had a chance, Kevin. We we I suppose we we'd gone to Carlo and you know that was good like Roy White and Niall McGo, you know, all the top national boys yes. were there. And no, it's another level up because you know the main people you're against was Gary, who was a multiple champion, and mm -hmm. uh, Donna, albeit hadn't won it, but was very very fast, and Declan Boyle who'd won it. So, yeah. um, you know, you're going up against those, and you're hoping that you're competitive. You know, mm -hmm. you didn't know, but you're hoping uh, that you're competitive. And then, you know, the after the first loop, we were very competitive, and then mm -hmm. um, we didn't have a great time in Letter League the second time over, and. 
we didn't. I think maybe psychologically just wanted to get Friday through in that last short stage up in convoy. Okay. They took a few seconds out of us, but I think we were 11 seconds or something. That's yeah. the lead there, mm-hmm. something like that. 11 or 15. Mm-hmm. Then we went to uh, Nogala on, on the Saturday morning, and Donna was either Declan or Donna was first. I think maybe Declan was maybe a second ahead of us. We were second. I think we were a second ahead of Donna, something like that, you know. Yeah. So, um, you know, that was a real test. Obviously, Gary had engine failure after the first stage that year, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then I remember going into to Gary Gort and, uh, you know, I know you always say, oh, geez, we went off and we're having some push before we went off. You always hear that. But mm-hmm. uh, having watched then care after that, you know, our time would have been very, very good if we'd have managed to get to the end of it. But mm-hmm. unfortunately, we, we broke a bit late going up into, uh, into a left. There was a couple of bad accidents. Brent McDade did a bad accident and had a tree mm-hmm. in that same corner that year. And uh, but anyway, we went into the field and managed to get out of it, thankfully. Mm-hmm. And like you know, everybody like you know that was talked about around the service area. I'm sure Kelly would be better sticking in the trailer now at this stage. You know, he's not going to win now. But determined, the two boys were out. Just won the game. I was sure. Like, listen, you're always going to go out again, Kevin. Like yeah. there's no damage to the car, and we're always going to go out again. Um, you know, I, I suppose you know so many people had put so much effort into it. The entire team we had, all our sponsors, ourselves, like. You know, you weren't, you know, you felt you, had, you were letting them down. So we went mm-hmm. out at it again. And I remember, you know, we we're trying to set ourselves a target. And Seamus Leonard, at that time, I think we had dropped down to eighth or ninth. And oh, yeah, Seamus was maybe fifth or something like that. Okay. And uh, I was just trying to get Manus G'd up again. So we we're in the trailer and said, right, we'll set ourselves a target now, trying to get to Seamus Leonard before the end of the rally. Mm-hmm. And um, because at that stage, Donna and Declan were in a great battle and they were miles ahead. But then obviously on the Saturday afternoon, mm-hmm. um, they both went out with mechanical failure. And mm. I think the Saturday afternoon, were we four, four fastest stages times? And maybe yeah, maybe yeah. Declan might have been fastest. And, and one of them, one, yeah. And then, uh-huh. and, um, and then all of a sudden, I think it was 34 seconds on the, on the, uh, on the Saturday night in the rain forecast. And Madison mm-hmm. never driven the car in the wet before. Right. And uh, so... Um, yeah, I suppose that Saturday night then you're looking at and thinking, Jesus, we could have a chance here because mm-hmm. there's a lot of R5 cars in front of us and um, Glenn would suit us okay, uh, Atlantic Drive would suit the R5 car uh, better mm-hmm. and Fanet obviously would suit us. So yes. yeah, we went out to, out to Glenn on, that morning and um, both very nervous, And but we set a good time and um, had an okay time in Atlantic Drive and then had a had a brilliant time in Fanet mm-hmm. and... Um, yeah, wait, wait, what are we, were we five seconds or six seconds maybe behind Sam or Keith then? And uh, Glenn was cancelled on us, unfortunately. And then yeah. we went into um, Atlantic Drive, and Atlantic Drive was treacherous, you know, shiny tar and wet. Mm-hmm. And, um, we were on a harder compound, and uh, yeah, we went into then, thankfully. And yeah, because Keith had opened up the gap to. To practically 10 9.3 seconds, seconds, I think. Uh, yeah. 9.3 yeah. seconds going into Fanad. And yeah. Um, yeah. I, 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 Kelly always told, told the story that he said to me, I said, What are we doing? And he said, Barrett, we're going for gold. So uh-huh. uh, thankfully we got the gold. Yes. And like, was that, you know, like, was there an atmosphere in the car that this was it? You know, we're going for it here, really. You know, this, oh, is, Jesus, this is our one opportunity, possibly. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, it was. And, um, and it's funny, Kevin, at the end of that stage, I don't know if you ever watched in care, but I started doing a lot of cursing at the end of it because right. we came down into, and I called the, what happened was 
it was raining and the last two pages stuck together and I turned over two pages instead of one. Right. Like two was the last three and um mm -hmm. and I called the wrong note and called maybe a three left instead of a five left and okay. uh we nearly went off the road and but uh we managed to get around the corner anyway and, yes. and won the rally by half a second. So mm -hmm. um yeah unbelievable the scenes in Fana that day were oh. you know yeah. man mm -hmm. his family and friends and mm -hmm. my friends and you know loads of Loads yeah. of real rally people there that uh, from Donegal that were delighted for us and mm -hmm. you know, unbelievable things and seeing yeah. you know things that just last with you forever you know uh, like I think they would have left it and carried the car back to Larry Kenny for you that day, <laughs> <wouldn't> <laughs> <they>? <laughs> <laughs> that you know great. and like you know to come back into Larry Kenny you know the 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 band were playing the tune for you guys like to take you over the rump it was such a an unbelievable atmosphere there in Larry Kenny that Sunday afternoon ah yeah. It? I suppose from our own personal point of view, that time together in the car going from Fanad up to yeah. to to Letter Kenny to try and take it in, you know, and you know, I remember mm -hmm. just looking over each other, maybe loads of times just looking, just starting to laugh, you know, the fact we won the Tony Gold Rally, you know. And uh <laughs> yeah, I'm saying it's hard to believe, Bart, hard to believe, you know. And uh, I think he had a brother in America, was it Leon or Cheering and one of them ringing him and I unbelievable. Uh -huh. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant. So then, you know, uh, you had to go back to defend the title that was then. So um, back the 12B come again then for the following year. Because there was always this kind of, like, and I don't know what ever affected man. There was always this kind of chat was, oh, I was lucky last year, you know. Oh, well, there was, Kevin, and, that, mm -hmm. and I'm sure that's the reality. Um, you know, uh, you know, Manus never spoke about openly, but but mm -hmm. deep down, like, he, I, he never got the that Until he won the second one, the third one, he didn't get the credit for the first one. Mm -hmm. It was seen as a lucky one, whereas... You know, I would have felt and always said that, yes, we were lucky. Obviously, we went into a field and, and we came mm -hmm. back in at Donna and Declan. But I don't think he got the credit that we were on the pace from day one yeah. in the second time in the car, uh -huh. you know. Yeah. And also Keith Cronin, it was, was at that time, was he a yeah. two-time BRC champion? Two or three-time champion, yeah. Uh -huh. You know, yeah. Um, mm -hmm. yes, he was in an R5 car. So I don't think he got the credit and you would yeah. hear different rumblings about uh -huh. different things, you know. I remember I went to the harvest. I actually... You know, all my dreams had come true at that stage, and I was under pressure at, in Dublin, work and family. So I actually said, "Listen, that's it for me. I'm I'm happy. I'm out of here." And, okay. and Gareth Doherty, a good friend of ours, and and uh, a previous navigator uh, with Manus uh, when he won the the class eleven, the twin cam, mm -hmm. him and uh, Damien McCauley were different navigators from them. But Gareth sat in, and I remember going down to the harvest. It was in Killy Beggs and standing at the stage, and Manus and Gareth went past, and there was three boys standing there, and they didn't know who I was, and. I was behind them and Manus went past and he was second, he was only second that rally, he was third and mm -hmm. won the boys. Jesus, he's not going as well today and, and won the other. I said, actually, that was only an lucky one, you know. And uh, I remember deep down, I didn't say no, but deep no. down I was thinking, like, you know, such a thing to say, first Aye. of all, like a begrudging yes. thing to say Aye. and, um, you know, give the man mm -hmm. a bit of credit. But anyway, um, mm -hmm. so no, you know, I would say deep down, um, no, it's too deep down. He, he, you he wanted to prove to a point, and, yeah. And, mm -hmm. yeah, prove a point, yeah. Yeah. And like, you know, Donald was on fire that year. Like, I think it was the, the first 10 stages he was fastest. But even at that, you know, there was only 21 seconds, I think. Between 21 seconds ahead of us. Yeah. It was an unbelievable battle that oh. year. Funny, uh -huh. um, I was only talking to Don earlier on today uh, about something else. Um, you know, great Donald and, and Connor, great competitors, you know. Yeah. And, and, you know, if any man deserves to win a, a Donegal, it's, it's Donna. You know, sure. he's won everything else. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, that year, you know, unbelievable, won the first 10, but he was only 21 seconds ahead, which was yeah. a lot, but I remember being in the 
in the camper van or the lorry and uh, and service and send to Kelly. It's only half time, you know, mm-hmm. at that stage. And um, we're heading into Garden, you know, which obviously is always Manus's um, uh, best stage because uh, mm-hmm. it's his home stage. And uh, we did Ballyar first, Karen Hill, and took maybe six, I think Dunamade had some problem, tires overheating or something. And yeah, there's something. That six or eight or something we took off. And then went into Garden and maybe four off him. Mm-hmm. And then went to Karen Hill. And I think he beat us by 0.1 of a second. Oh, Karen Hill. Was not known yet. <laughs> and then we went to Garton, had an unbelievable cut and took 3.7 or 4 or something out of him yeah. to leave it uh, to leave it tight then for the yeah. for the Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. And then the, the rain came down again. <laughs> well, uh, you know, Manus always spoke about the team, um, Kevin, and, and you know, we were lucky to have an unbelievable team. But and uh, Paula Harrison, she made already, had, you know, had a lot of weather crews out and lots of friends in different parts of the stages. And, uh-huh. you know, we knew Fanad, um, we knew Fanad was, um, was the longest stage. Okay. Uh, and that, um, you know, if we got the territory, we thought at that time, if we get the, uh, no, sorry, the first time out, sorry, I tell you, yes. the first time out, sure, the four, we, we, everyone thought it was going to be reasonably dry and everyone went out in slicks. Slicks. Mm-hmm. And, uh, a shower came on in furniture and it was Jesus. It was we never had so many moments in the states and Donna. Everyone was the same, yeah. uh-huh. you know. And um, did we take three out of them or two out of them? Some and then we went to um, Atlantic Drive and took maybe five or six out of them. Mm-hmm. And then we went to Glen and he took the six back out uh, of us again. Yeah, and then we went. We're in the, in the thing looking at. So we thought if we if we picked um, a soft tire for fanet mm-hmm. that you know it's 20 kilometers that uh you know and try and and uh and push it and then the atlantic drive was a wee bit damp but the glen was dry and uh you know manis was unbelievable in that fanet stage like you, you uh-huh. know the best you know it was it was hard to believe really how good he was on it and if he was at 16 or 17 they got yeah it was, it was a, uh, yeah uh-huh. we took out to donna now albeit donna was in a different tire to us yes and um I we the, the, the advantage is going to swing back possibly to him then for Atlantic Drive and Glen. So Aye, just, and the mad uh-huh. thing was, Kevin, that we went to Atlantic Drive and what was in it going to Atlantic Drive? Was there 12 seconds? Nothing out to your advantage. Don't that. Uh-huh. And different people, you know, were at the singing pub and they said he was a few seconds up on us. So um, let's say he was, he, he crashed in the very last stage, stage. in the very last corner. corner yeah. And... Um, Let's say they took two seconds out of it. That that would have been it back to nine, and we were going to Glen when our tires, you know, would have been going off in Glen, and he had the perfect tire. So if he had to go around that corner, mm-hmm. you know, it would have been some fight in Glen, wow. you know. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, fortunately for us, and unfortunately for him, um, they didn't get around it, and um, the 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 pressure that was put on in Fanet, obviously, he had to really take chances, and, mm-hmm. and unfortunately, he had to go off the road. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but it was a great battle. Like I'd say, from a spectator point of view, it was unbelievable to watch. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah, because I was like, it was edge of the seat stuff. Really, was the whole way through. Well, it was <laughs> when you're in the car. <laughs> <laughs> and and then Glenn, you know, like probably you know you would probably start to hear every crack and uh, rattle. I should Gary Jennings caught up, uh, caught up with us and everything. So all we had to do was get through the stage or uh-huh. like to. Uh, to uh yeah we, we we went we went quite slow through the stage there was a lot of going down corners where we would have been up going up corners or going down gears where we would have been going up gears before but uh-huh. yeah yeah but they they just were two-time champions 
you know, nobody could argue that you just got a soft one that time. Like it was, it was a, a thrilling battle. Godowner's one of them, probably all time greats as well. You know, it's going to be up there as one of the magic Donegal throughout the years. Yeah, no, it was definitely. It was an unbelievable to be part of it, Kevin. Um, mm -hmm. Unbelievable to be part of it. Yeah. And then, isn't there, didn't you score for a meal and all on Saturday night together? Like it showed, you know, that this battle was on, that you were nipping each other for every second. But the friendship there too, like it, it just shows you. I will, what, what happened if you school. remember, unfortunately, Declan Boyle's mother in law died ah, yes. and he couldn't compete. And we went um, on the Saturday uh, out to Manus's house and Bernie made uh, by teat and we all got showers mm -hmm. and good jeans and we went together. Um, and uh, Donna's car over to the wake and mm -hmm. back again, yeah. Yeah, but that isn't it just lovely that you know every segment's counting on the stages, but that the friendship and the you know camaraderie again is there even at that top level as well. It's, it's a nice, ah, well, it's nice right. thing it's to really, see. We're, we're, we're sports people at the end of the day, you yeah. know, and whatever sport you do, you, you you give it everything you can, whether it's in the football field or on the mm -hmm. on the stages, but you're outside of that, so you have to you have to keep that relationship and friendship. Mm -hmm. And then uh, 2018, then the three in the row, like this has only ever been done twice before, Cattle Curley, Bally Coleman, and never been done before in the same car because the, the 12B was pressed back into action again. Uh, like, and I think there was a, there was a, a determination <laughs> sorry, to get the, right from the get-go. Like everybody says, uh, uh, bring us first stage, there's no time to maiden bring it. All you do is drive it, get through it. You just went out there and blitzed everybody. I think it was seven over seven, seven seconds. seconds. Yeah, uh -huh. yeah. Um, we're lucky that year in that um, Apple Green had come on board with uh, sponsorship, and it allowed us to go and do Killarney as a warm up for it. And Killarney was good because it's a two day rally, and you know, mm -hmm. the the first day you're getting back into it, and then the next, you know, you're really getting on, and then you're able to go the next day again. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're fortunate to win Killarney. Um, and um, set us up really well because it's in May Bank Holiday, obviously. So it's only yeah. six weeks before Tony mm -hmm. Gall, so it puts you in a great place, you know. And um, yeah, um, went out to Brina, and my god, uh, <laughs> it was some for over Brina in the wet, like yeah. you know, water run down the road, and uh, seven seconds quicker than I don't know, was it Donna or 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 Gary? I think it was, um, yeah, I think it was Gary, I'm not just 100% sure, yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's funny, then we went into the Carrick Mountain and um. Up in the square right and he breaks slightly late and, and we nearly bend the whole thing. We had to pull the handbrake and she went up a bank and, and we just about got away with it. We lost mm -hmm. twenty or twenty-one seconds and but we could have been out of the rally just yes. sandy, you know, and then mm -hmm. uh, and then pushed on from then. Aye. And like, you know, Donna slid off and Declan, I think it was uh, half shaft or something then. And then Saturday just after lunchtime on Saturday, Gary uh, went on the push and unfortunately he slid off. So then all of a sudden, then you're like over a minute ahead, and you know, and still a, like you talk about half time of the rally, like mm. that must have been nerve wracking to try and drive through that day and a half to pull back and try and drive at a more conservative pace. Uh, well, that was a bit different to when and the escort when we to go with nine point nine because this mm -hmm. time you had um, R fives, which are obviously in certain stages would be as quick as you depend on the on the the stage. You know, if it was mm -hmm. tight and twisty, they'd be. As fast, but if it's the big wide open ones, you'd have more power, so you're able to, to try and manage that. And, and that's what we did. We just had to, mm -hmm. had to try and keep the same time as them. And, uh, and thankfully, we managed to do that. Mm -hmm. And like, to, you know, to, to take it again, to become you know, a member of that elite club, like these two young 
Cubs growing up around uh, Donegal to have that your name in that trophy three times like that's you know Roy the Rover stuff isn't it it's I was sure it's beyond Roy the Rover stuff really sure mm-hmm. uh, Kevin it's it's fantasy stuff uh, really from from where we began and, and where um, where that got to for that for that 15 16 17 and 18 sure it was um, mm-hmm. really was stuff of dreams you know yeah mm-hmm. so for 19 the decision was to go R5 and like in typical Manus fashion like things weren't going particularly well at the start of the year but he dug deep and kept you know kept determined and kept the focus on and become Donegal you know things were starting to look more positive the times were getting closer and he was back you know back in the fight again and you know the, the, the big man I, the well, big I was getting there yeah, again wasn't it's it? a big thing for Manus to go um or five, you know, because mm-hmm. you're like, you know, why did he need? He had nothing to prove, you know. Yeah. He was forty, whatever years of age. Um, you know, go left hand drive, different, totally different way of driving mm-hmm. to that to an escort or to the world car, and uh, him up against like Craig Green, Alistair Fisher, you know, all these boys, Aye. Sam Moffat, John, you know, Callum Devine, all these lads who are unbelievable drivers, and mm-hmm. and lots of time in those cars and um you remember we went to Galway and, and got a real eye opener in Galway mm-hmm. and um you know and then he, he started to get more time in the car. I, I got sick that year myself. West Cork we went to West Cork and unfortunately crashed in the first stage. It, it was running water down a oh yeah mm-hmm. uh, five left in the first stage and um we went back in again uh just on, on rally two trying to get a bit of time in the car. And then mm-hmm. Roy uh I, I was sick then and Rory uh, Kennedy sat on uh, in a few rallies and then he went down to Killarney and he you knew some of his times, like he was matching some of the boys in some stages, but then getting well beaten in some stages. But, but all the time getting more used to the car and then um, Donegal then, like I remember on the Friday, it was one of the stages, like Alistair beat us by maybe one or two seconds mm-hmm. on some of the stages. You know, it's a real high level to like, Alistair yeah. Fisher's one of the best rally drivers in Ireland. So, That's for sure. Uh, mm-hmm. And the British Isles even. So, um, no, he was really getting uh, getting the grips with the car, you know. But um, yeah, yeah, I, we all know what happened next. So unfortunately, you know, it just went off and tragically, Manus, you know, lost his life. But like, the, you know, what followed after that, it's you know, it took rallying, you know, to a wider audience. The outpouring of grief that happened, it was, it was unbelievable, wasn't it? It just showed you that, you know, how much this man was respected beyond rallying like this was national news it was you know it, it was everywhere yeah i suppose first of all like in my head man i should never have died kevin you know we were in far worse accidents and it was just a pure freak that the mm-hmm. poor man has died um and i suppose you know manis was unbelievably popular but mm-hmm. i don't think he realized how popular he was mm-hmm. you know to a lot of people manis was this you know superstar rally driver but to manis manis was manis you know and right. um you know, when you'd be traveling the country and the amount of people coming to talk to him and photographs and that, but, you know, he always time for everybody and, um, you know, that big happy smile of his. Mm-hmm. And, um, and nearly yeah, always sure, knew everybody be the name as well, didn't they? Like, you know, unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. You know, he really was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And if he didn't, if he didn't know the name, he would, he would say, how's it going, sir? <laughs> and, uh, you know, uh, as if he knew you, uh, yes. he didn't. He would have known them, but maybe not the first name. But mm-hmm. uh, would have made it feel like he knew them all their lives, or they knew him. You know, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, sure. The, the the what happened in those days afterwards was unbelievable. Uh, I don't think it's ever been seen in Donegal before, and and uh, 
and I can't see it happening again. You know. No, like, you know, it was, you know, it just, it was, you know, it was so emotional. It was everything, you know, this, this was the man who would have made a great politician, as you say, like he, he knew everybody and the people he, he didn't know, they felt they knew him. He, he just had this aura about him that he just, you come away from talking from, and you felt good, you'd spoke to him on this Kelly, mm. you know, whatever mm. it was about him, he had that. And it was great crack, like I would speak good to him at least once a day, sometimes twice, and he always came off the phone, uh, smiling uh, when you're mm. talking to Manus, and um, yes, it's hard to believe, Kevin, sure, when we started rallying, you know, you know, I think like all competitors, you think the worst thing will happen, obviously we know it's dangerous, but yes. you might break your leg or something, but Jesus, if you, you know, if you ever thought that the likes of that would happen to her, um, mm-hmm. you know, you definitely th- think twice about it. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, that outpouring of, of grief was was unbelievable, really, and a testimony to uh, to the individual man as was. Mm-hmm. Right. And the it's way hard to that... leave two years now mm-hmm. next week, that's, it's, that's it's so sure. hard to leave. Uh-huh. And the way everybody pulled together, you know, the the local football team, you know, the motor club, every every aspect that Manus was involved in, you know, between you know, organising buses, you know, to organising the crowd, everything. Like, it just, everything just happened so simply, so easily. And again, everybody well, done it because yeah. of Manus. A uh, great community, Glenswell is a great community. We'd be rivals in GA, Milford, <laughs> Glenswell. But, uh, but a great community in Glenswell. And, um, but I suppose, you know, like, at the end of the day, Manus Kelly was as straight as a die. Like, if Manus, all the time I knew Manus from London to... If he couldn't do you a good turn, he wouldn't do you a bad turn. You know, uh-huh. he wouldn't do you a turn at all. It was either uh-huh. a good one or nothing. And um, yeah, yeah, um, he sadly missed. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So, don't. All I can do is thank you very much for taking the time to join us. It's been a pleasure. Uh, just reliving the stories there, because you know, like, you know, to have that, you know, the two year names is on. You know, you've won the rally three times, four times, you including the national. That's going to be good down in the history books. It's just a just fantastic piece of, of the Donegal rally history. Yeah, no, listen, I was very fortunate to be friends with an unbelievable rally driver. I always said that, you know, um, you know, the easy jobs to to uh, to uh, be a navigator. It was funny. We we won Donegal to do that sports awards every year, and after we won the second one, we uh, mm-hmm. we won the overall Donegal sports award and. My brother was slagging me. I said, Donald, you can always tell your kids that you want a Donegal Sports Award for reading. <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, yeah, I was yeah. fortunate to be very good friends with, uh, with an unbelievable rally driver. And yeah. that's really why I have, have the Donegals that I have, but, yeah. uh, but very proud of them and, and will yeah. cherish them. That's for sure. All right, we'll take care and we'll catch up with you soon. All right, Kim. Now, I'm absolutely delighted to welcome along six-time runner, Andrew Nesbitt. Andrew, you're very welcome. Good afternoon, Kevin. It's a pleasure once again to be speaking to you uh, on air. And uh, yes, one week away from the Donegal Rally Weekend. It's next Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And unfortunately, with the pandemic, it's not going to be happening this year. But I've no doubt a lot of the old rally drivers and young rally drivers, for that matter, will all appear in Glen Village, hopefully on the Saturday. I think there's a bit of a reunion there for... John Lyons, the man that won Donegal uh, twice, and it's 40 years since he first won it. So yeah. looking forward to that. Yeah, and what a man, John Lyons. Is, he's a, a legend of a man, and then he's a rally driver as well. <laughs> he's a fantastic person, fantastic driver. I actually call him Dr. Lyons, because when I had the accident back in 90, 
six, he, he came into Alton the Gallatin Hospital. And the only way he could get in, because I was in a very private ward and under quite strong medical, uh, in medical terms, I had to be looked after very well. And who came through the door at 10 past 10 at night, only this man with a white coat and a, and a clipboard with him. And he turns around to the nurse and he says, nurse, thank you very much. I will look after my patient from here. And who was it? Only John Lenz. It was the only way he could get in to see me. He <laughs> pretended to be the doctor uh, in charge that night. Uh, it was so funny. He gave me such a laugh. And I, I needed the laugh, I can tell you. Yes. Um, uh, it was so funny. And only, only him could have done it. <laughs> so, Andrew, I suppose, what is your early memories of competing in Donegal? Was it the Escort back in 88? Was it been the first time you competed? 88, yeah. We, we actually... I, I got married in 85, and in 88, um, I bought Langley Humphreys Mark II Escort. And Brian Murphy and I set off in Donegal to, to do the rally. Langley was getting, selling the car because he was just had got married, and I was buying the rally car because I just got married. So <laughs> it was two, two opposites. But it was, um, for me, it was a, a dream come true to be able to buy that car. It was a a mint car, and we competed in Donegal for a few years with it, and we did very well, actually. Mm -hmm. I think we finished in the top 10, the first run out in it, and the second year we were, I think we were sixth overall, sixth overall yeah. uh, with Brian Murphy in the, in the navigating seat. Mm -hmm. We really enjoyed that car. Yeah, And that was, that, uh, that second year was the year that I think people started to notice this driver, Andrew Ness, but like, uh, you know, you were there in that top 10 nearly the whole weekend, so like it was this name was uh, a new name on the scene, but it was there to be, it was there to stay, I suppose. Well, before that, we hadn't really got much rally experience, as you know. And coming from South Armagh, we got plenty of experience running pigs back and forward across the border and at high speeds. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I had learned to drive from an early age, but to, to try and get it under control and, and put it in, into rally terms between two points, A to B, as fast as we could. Um, and also to learn pace notes at the time mm -hmm. was all a new fangle to all of us. But Brian Murphy did a great job at the time. And yes, the car was brilliant. And the spectators equally were brilliant in Donegal, as they always are. I, You know, it is my favourite county to go rallying. And, you know, the crowds come out and they're tens of thousands. In fact, I think over a rally weekend, you could have up, upwards of 140 or 50,000 people spectating. And you know what? I really miss that now. I'd love to get back onto some of those stages where you come down into, particularly the, the hairpin at the bottom of Knockalla there, and there's usually thousands of people in, in a field there. Mm -hmm. The story goes that the farmer charges them one euro in to get in, so he, he, that farmer land's worth a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> without, without, without. And, like, you know, that, it's just a very special buzz the whole weekend. It's, it, no, it's it's more than a rally. It's almost a carnival atmosphere for the weekend, isn't it? It's a carnival atmosphere for everyone, I would say, except the drivers and navigators, because, mm -hmm. you know, we have to take it very seriously. And people think you just turn up and you drive a rally car. It's much more than that. You have to train very hard before any event and then to do the pace notes. But particularly for me, um, I'd been coming from the tug of war world, as you know, mm -hmm. and into motorsport. So I was reasonably fit, uh, having competed over the world with, with um, Northern Ireland. And you had to keep that level of fitness up for the rally car because 
you know, you could lose easily one and a half to two stone of fluid in a real tough weekend battle. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I, I'd be very honest with you, I would drink four or five gallons of water. Uh, fluid rather than water, it would be a combination of vitamins, what have you, on any rally weekend. And you go through two or three uh, rally suits just to keep the thing under control. But yeah, it, it's it's an amazing rally. It's an amazing challenge. And while it's a, you know, an atmosphere for all the spectators, and they really do miss it. I do know, having spoken to so many people over the you know the last number of weeks since we got back out a little bit, that they're missing it terribly. Mm-hmm. And we really do need to get the Donegal Rally up and running again and get that carnival atmosphere going, especially, you know, no one's leaving Ireland this year. Mm-hmm. And I would encourage everyone to go and look at the Wild Atlantic Way and go round all of the rally stages. Those who are really rally enthusiasts, they should go and have a look at the stages from Enishawan, Fanet Head, Nokala, mm-hmm. Kindrum Lake, uh, Atlantic Drive, to mention but a few. Yeah. And it even takes me back to Hornhead. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. You know, I, I was driving around Hornhead only two weekends ago. And it was, I, you know, the hairs were standing on my arm, thinking of the time that Brian Murphy and I competed. And we were catching uh, Stevie Emerson in the green Opal 400 Manta. We were driving a 6R4 Metro. Mm-hmm. And we were catching him and coming right up to him. And, and little did I know, he was just after breaking his arm. He had hit a rock. Right. Uh, on one of the hairpins back in the stage mm-hmm. and literally, you know, broke it a proper break and fainted at the, at the end of the stage. But what a stage that I, I've only ever done that stage twice. Once was in a Mark II Escort and then later in the six R four Metro. And it's one of those stages I'd love to see up and running again. Mm-hmm. And I understand why they cannot run the stage because there's very little access into it. But my goodness, what a challenge of a stage, particularly coming, going clockwise. You're coming over the top, the Atlantic's on your left. You know, if you, if you slid into the Atlantic, mm-hmm. next stop would be New York. <laughs> <laughs> There's drops in there that you just, mm-hmm. you, you, don't be, you don't want to be leaving the, the, the tarmac, I can no. assure you. <laughs> but yeah, all of those beautiful stages. And now that we have more time on our hands, I would really encourage people to, Stay at home this year and give as much to the Irish Tourism Board and to the people of Donegal and to the bed and breakfast and the hotels and the Arnold's mm-hmm. and the Shanton Hotel and all of those hotels that are around uh, the area. Yeah, I would encourage people to go. And the restaurants, everything there, you know, they're all. Happy's restaurants, mm-hmm. you know, it, everyone needs a turn now. And I would be strongly advised, and there's no better place to go mm-hmm. and enjoy the summer than Ireland, particularly Donegal and the Wild Atlantic Way. So that's that's my message to everyone yeah, from yeah. that part of the world. Can't argue with that. So, you know, we'll skip forward a few years, you know, you had your started off in the escort and into a month, uh, the 6R4s, and then you, uh, BMW, then you kind of, you want big time then the Group A Salika. This was you announcing that you were here. I'm coming here to compete. I'm not coming to compete. I'm here to win. And 96, it all come together really well for you. You're having a yeah. massive battle with Bertie and James Cullen and all in the mix. But um, by Saturday evening, it was it was yours for the taking. 
Well, it, it was, but you know, there was no excuses. Once you got a works car, and that was a Toyota Celica, um, Gene Megan and I went over to Germany and we bought two cars. He bought one, I bought the other. And once we had that equipment, there was no reason why we couldn't compete, certainly within the, you know, the top three to five positions. Mm-hmm. Now, I never knew what position we'd finish up in, but we, de- we definitely had the car to do the job. And while the, all of the other cars were very fast, the Metro was a very fast car. In fact, two of them. One was that fast that it finished up at the top of the four trees, you know. But <laughs> and but you know that's another story for another day. That's that's for Glen Village, I think. But yeah, once you get works cars, that would be Subarus, Toyotas, Mitsubishi's, Fords. Uh, it's down to the driver, the navigator, and the team. And we certainly very thankful that Richard Krieg in, in Toyota Germany allowed us to have a full works car. And that car was just amazing. And uh, a f- friend of mine out in Market Hill owns it now. And it's one of the very few cars that won around the World Championships. Mm-hmm. But that was the standard of those cars. And every car after that, they were all works cars that we were driving. Yes. So it was down to us to do a good pace note session. Mm-hmm. And be fit for the job, and you know there was a lot of training put into it, a lot of effort, particularly from, you know, you couldn't do any of this without your sponsors, of course. And I was very lucky to have the Cuisine de France team come on board when I needed financial support. Mm-hmm. And don't underestimate the amount of money that's spent yeah. uh, winning a rally, that it be Donegal or any other rally. It's uh, quite a commitment from your sponsors to, to get mm-hmm. you into that position. So I thank them all for that, particularly Ronan McNamee, who himself was a world uh, rally navigator for Penty Auricula. Yeah. He did a very high level. So he encouraged me a lot to, to get into the best car, the best team and go and win rallies. And that's what we did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, the, you know, he won Donegal six times. And I'm sure you'll admit yourself, you probably should, you could have won it more. But six times is still such an achievement. You know, it's unbelievable. Like, did you ever imagine it? Well, sometimes I have to pinch myself when people say you won it six times. But yeah, there was two or three other times, maybe four, we were leading the event and uh, run out of talent. <laughs> so, you know, that's that's the way life is. And but, You know, motorsport's a great sport and you have to learn to take the highs with the lows. And that's what it is. Any sport, every sport's the same. Should it be rugby or football or Gaelic? Mm-hmm. You know, there's always someone has to win, mm-hmm. someone has to lose. And fortunately for me uh, and, and James O'Brien, we won Donegal six times, which was amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, as well as, you know, the one and the, the, the friendships that you built up over them years too, like, you know, there's, I'm sure every one of them guys you competed against, you can still go now and meet up and have a yarn with and a pint with and it's still, you know, you can retell the stories now at this stage. Oh, well, we're telling stories every day, you know. When I look back and, and all of the drivers, and I know I can't name them all, but, mm-hmm. you know, Os McHale, Bertie Fisher, James Cullen, Derek McGarty, Eugene Donnelly, all of these guys were fantastic pilots. But believe you me, when we were at the stage start, I, it was war. It mm-hmm. was all about winning and how to take the opposition out. And you can only do that 
by having the best technology, best tires, best pace notes. And, you know, you still have to keep it on the, on the tar. Mm -hmm. And someone has to win. Yes. And fortunately for us, we had a great run of luck in Donegal. But mm -hmm. we had our ups and downs as well, as you know. Of course, you know, of course, yeah. It's like, as you say, it's like everything, you know, you have good days and you have bad days. And thankfully, you had more good days than bad. Um, That's right. Um, but friendship, you mentioned that, yeah. and I have to come back to that. The people of Donegal have been my friend and our family's friends for, for years. They are such nice people. And, you know, I can't express how much I love going to Donegal. I'm doing a lot of work in England at the moment. As soon as I get off that plane, the car turns automatically for Donegal. I just love being there because I always get such a warm welcome from everyone, uh, particularly those people who are in the sport that, that know it really well. And, you know, I'm coming back to the early days when we started winning. Uh, I, I remember getting a phone call from Kieran Larkin one night. He says, Andrew, we would like you and your family to come back down here in a couple of weeks' time. We're throwing a party for you. I said, but we've won the Donegal. We don't have a party after Donegal. He says, no, it's something we would like to consider doing to thank you for all the, the support you give the county and, and the people of, of Donegal. And lo and behold, those parties lasted several nights and several days on several occasions. <laughs> and and that, that was one of the highlights. And not to forget Rory Kennedy in the middle of it all, Kieran Larkin. Uh, and all those guys are, you know, it's been a fantastic time with all of them. And Tony Kelly as well and James Cullen. So there you go. You win the rally and they say, right, come back for a party. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but, it, you know, thanks to them. Without them, I wouldn't have been in this position. And quite often when you're in the heat of battle, you have to go to a quiet place to, first of all, get your rest and get your sleep and, Kieran Arkin and his family used to put me away and wherever I need to be just to get the silence mm -hmm. and uh, ready for the next day. It's fantastic. Yeah. And like, you know, as you're alluding to there, yes, you're, you're behind the wheel, you're controlling that side of it, but that whole team behind you allowed you to fully focus on what was going on. You didn't have to worry about you know, anything else at that particular time. It was you and James in the car, giving it your maximum. You had a good team good service crew, good car below you, the tyres was right, everything was right, it just allowed you to perform at your best. Absolutely. You look, at I, we had 25 people in our team, and that was from weather notes to, to tyre fitters, to engineers, uh, to suspension engineers, and gearbox engineers. It was a massive team, actually. Mm -hmm. But we, it was a very professional setup, and it was... Bertie Fisher actually taught me how to do that because he had a very professional setup and it was very easy for me to learn from that and build on it. And then when we got the support of Cuisine de France and the financial support of Subaru Ireland and uh, Neville Matthews in Dublin uh, at the time, it, it was, you know, you had to just focus on doing a job because you knew you had the best team around you and more importantly, everybody was very relaxed about it. Mm -hmm. And the more relaxed the team around you are, the more relaxed the driver feels it. You sense that. And so everyone's in control. And that's what really makes a winning team. Mm -hmm. And I would never have won Donegal ever without the winning team behind me. Mm -hmm. And family, of mm -hmm. course. Mm -hmm. 
And, you know, like we all focus on the Subaru's and all, but the big coup was in 2006, bringing the, the Mitsubishi world team. Like, this wasn't, like, a satellite team or, you know, a kind of a half-hearted attempt. This was the fall bells and fossils uh, world cars that was seen in the, the, the exact same fake car that was appearing on the world stage was coming to Donegal, and there was two of them coming. Like, what a treat. There was two of them coming. There was two of them arriving, and one was uh, driven by Mark Higgins, who was the British champion. Mm-hmm. And one was driven by Andrew Nesbitt, the Irish champion, a few, a few years earlier. And we, we, we organized that in such a way that we had to get the sponsorship package surely together for it. But when everything came together, it was such a ding dong a battle. And I knew that I had my work cut out for me on, on two fronts. One, I was older, I was 46 at the time. And young Mark Higgins was there, who was a full time works driver. Uh, and Rory Kennedy sitting beside him, so he knew the roads very well. And I had James O'Brien, and we went into battle. But the first, I remember the first Friday, we were both pacing ourselves because we knew what we had. The car we had was the fastest in the field, but we had to learn how to handle it. And when I say that, you know, normally you come up to a corner and you set the car up and you give her the boot. This thing here, you give her the boot, she takes you straight through the hedge. The, the parent was just amazing and you know I loved it actually because <laughs> I, but you know it, it, it's like riding a, a wild bull you had a, it took t- time to tame it and once we got it tamed down particularly the suspension department and I think from memory and I think if Mark Higgins was with us here he'd say the same his suspension setup was a little bit slightly different to mine and that's what won the day for us. Okay. And, but, you know, hats off to, to Mark Higgins and Rory Kennedy. They put up a serious battle. Mm-hmm. And I always knew I had no work cut out because yeah. I'd raced against Mark a few occasions before it. And to be honest with you, I could never beat him. I couldn't get to him. But I knew if I had the same equipment, there was no reason why we couldn't at least put it up to him. Yeah. And after the Friday, I, I remember coming into, I think it was High Glen, through the village, down past the pub. And I knew if we could get you know, 10 or 12 seconds on him in there, it would maybe give him a bit of a shake. Because that stage was always special to us. Yeah. And I remember Rory Candy saying to me, you did it again, this, but you know, <laughs> those stages particularly that one, was where we would either set the pace for the Saturday and if you were fast enough in there, you stood a good chance of winning the rally. Mm-hmm. And like Glen was always special for you. Like, uh, there, there, was there like a special trick to it or was it just full commitment or what, what just made it click for you? Well, I, you know what? I'm sitting here and I'm going through the stage in my mind and I always remember, you know, when you get up to the top, before you start the descent down to the village, there was two corners away back at the top and I, you know, we discovered there was a line through it, but you had nearly, you had to set the car up slightly sideways before you got to the corner because there was another corner coming after it and we were fit to take that somewhere between 128 and 132 mile an hour sideways and I think that's what gave us the edge 
coming down into the village. Because if you back off from some of those corners, you could easily lose three or four seconds, maybe five. And I think that's where we made the time up, uh, coming down through, through that section. And then there's a left-hander after the mountain uh, before you get to the village. And, you know, I remember saying to James, I'm not going to change down here this time. So we kept it in, in, in sixth gear. We were fit to take it, not flat, but that probably made us another three or four seconds. So that's where I feel the time was made on that particular stage. Okay. But I loved it. But there again, I loved all of the stages in Donegal. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, they were all challenge, challenging and mm -hmm. they all had their own little tweaks to them. Yes. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you said, you know, that Donegal is so special to you. Like, it proves it's never, you know, you've got a holiday home. It started off with a, a, a mobile home, moved on now, you've got a, a holiday home there. Is it somewhere you could see yourself whenever the time comes to hang up the boots that you would love to come down and live in Donegal all the time? I, I can share with you now that um, we, we try to get there every second weekend as it is. Mm -hmm. And I'm planning to go down hopefully next weekend and I'll stay for a week because I know there'll be a little bit of partying after John Lenz's uh, party and we, we want to take the week down there. But yes, all of my family and I just love being there. And probably I would see myself spend at least half a year there if I could get to the point of retirement. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and is That's there, the plan. Uh, is there one memory from the Donegal Rally that stands out for you over and above everything else? Oh, well, let me say to you, they were all, every win has been special. But to go into a prize giving, arriving at the, at the winning ramp in Donegal is so special. It is so special. But to get there, you have to drive very hard. Um, <laughs> so the one memory I have which stands out for me was when the, the rain came in on Nokala, And we were on slicks and Eugene Donnelly was on intermediates. And to be honest with you, James, we tried to get the stage stopped because we thought it was too dangerous. The, the water was coming down the stage. Mm -hmm. And... James says, there's no stopping in this stage. We're going to have to drive this in slicks. So I got out with the Stanley knife and I cut lovely wedges out of the tires. Um, and we, we delayed the stage 15 minutes, which was just long enough for me to get the tires cut into like an intermediate pattern with a little Stanley knife. And we took off anyway. And we slid around a couple of corners, including Will Hurst's bend which I made, I got round this on this occasion with slicks in the wet. <laughs> and lo and behold, we were 25, 23 or 25 seconds faster than Eugene. So that stage really stands out for me. And that was just the commitment, the tire technology, the grip of the Donegal Road. And I've always said to myself, you know what? Slicks is good for Donegal, even in the wet. Um, I'm happy to do it. And so that stage really stood out for me. Because I remember going over the top, and there's two corners at, at the very top of Nakala. There's a left and a right over a blind crest. We never came out of it yet. We were doing over 130 mile an hour on slicks. And that was that made the difference. So that stands out for me big time. Yes. So, Andrew, uh, thank you very much for taking the time. Uh, it's been fascinating as always. 
I, I just love spending time with you. you, you the stories and the reminiscences are just a joy to listen to. Well, thank you so much for having me on, Kevin. But I want to say to everyone, this, this year in particular, the Irish Tourist Board need you on board. Stay at home and enjoy yourselves because we've plenty of good scenery and company to be had, particularly in Donegal. So look forward to seeing you there. I oh, was absolutely delighted now to welcome along Vincent Bonner. Vincent, you're very welcome. Thank you very much, Kevin. It's a pleasure, as always, to speak to you. So, Vincent, I suppose, like, you've been at the... You were there at the inception of the, the Donegal Rally, the Rally of the Rosses. You competed in that as well, didn't you? Right at the, the very that, beginning. That was, that was the beginning of my career. <laughs> I probably would never would have started rallying only for the Rally of the Rosses. I knew nothing, absolutely nothing about rallying. And... Uh, the next thing we we have a festival here, the Dun and Mary from Dunlow Festival here in Dunlow it runs every year, and that was the start of the Mary from Dunlow Festival back then. Mm -hmm. And uh, the committee, you know, there was a you probably heard about Fancy McElwee that was involved in the rally all down through the years. Well, well, his uncle lived in Dunlow here. He was a chemist. Okay. And he got fancy, we got chatting to him and they got talking and they says, maybe we would try a special stage rally, you know, during the festival. Mm -hmm. And that was the beginning of it. Right. Definitely was. Mm -hmm. yeah. And you, you've been a young lad hanging about the town, had to be oh, part of this? <laughs> no question about it, you know. Once, once was I to do it fast cars, I had to be part of it as right. <laughs> and I remember, I bought a money all the way down in Athlone <laughs> and... Uh, it was just a standard money, and I went and, and uh, just got it all prepared for the rally and whatnot. And mm -hmm. I think it was maybe maybe the evening before the rally started, or maybe the previous evening, the engine gave bothering it. Mm -hmm. And there was a man up in, in Cash and in, in, uh, Pettigo up, up there, and uh, he, he specialised in monies and whatnot. Oh, and Mervyn Johnson. He was coming yeah. down, Mervyn Johnson is right, mm -hmm. and he was coming down to do the rally. Yes. And I got in touch with him and told him about the problem I had and whatnot. And we got, he came down anyway, maybe that he was coming down to scrutiny and he rebuilt the engine and we went from there then. That's right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And Mervyn's still going strong up there yet. So He is indeed. He is mm -hmm. indeed. And way back, maybe, it was, I think it was in 2011 was the last time I met him. Okay. He was doing the historics and he was out at the... At the uh -huh. You know, the, the launch of the rally out in Kelly's Toyota out in Letterkenny. Yeah. And uh -huh. I hadn't seen him for years and years before that, but uh -huh. uh, met him that night and him and Cal Curley were there, you know. Yes, yeah. some right wise chat. <laughs> oh, who are you telling? Oh, we went back a long time. Yeah. That's for sure. Uh -huh. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. And like, yeah. you know, even in them early years, like the rally soon established itself as, you know, one of the best rallies in Ireland, you know, and beyond. It was, it was become a round of the European uh, Championship. Uh, it was voted like Ford personality of the of the month. I think that was 74. Like it wasn't that phenomenal for such a young rally to be rising up through the ranks so quickly. It was it was unbelievable, Kevin. I'm telling you now, it just took off. It was mm -hmm. you know like a wildfire. It just completely took off once it started. After the run, I think they had 160 competitors here in Dunlow okay. at the very first rally of the Rosses. Uh -huh. And the next year then they took it to Letterkenny or to... To, to Downing. Down to Downing, I was going to say that. Mm -hmm. And uh, it, it was unbelievable. It just took off from there. Took mm -hmm. off from there. I'm telling you, you know, it was unbelievable. And, and see even the local boys, you know, that you know, the like of the Curleys and Adrian Boyds and all that, 
top class machinery, you know. Yes. I mean, I remember Adrian Boyd, he was driving for Ari Hamilton and he landed with a works car from Ford. Right. You know, it was really, it was really special stuff. Uh-huh. And then <laughs> they kept pushing and pushing and pushing. And the next thing then, that award came up. And the, that I think that year, uh, Wamble came. Mm-hmm. And he, I think he won it that year. Yes, for that ERC, and uh, mm-hmm. and the club got the honour for that that the, the ERC. Mm-hmm. And I remember uh, we used to use this. We I don't think they ever used it since, but they used a stage called Guibara Bay, okay. and it was quite line stuff. Now this was the main road, you know, uh-huh. and and you would need to see the stage. You know, it's, it was an unbelievable stage, and uh, oh, Carly was giving him as fun of it now. To be honest with you, in the Porsche. Yeah. Uh-huh. And he just made one mistake and he hit the back corner wheel right. and he got out of the stage. But then he, he retired in on the road section going to the next stage. Okay, yeah. yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, Cahill yeah. was some boy in his day, I'll tell oh, you that. Oh, yeah. And still, that's, and for sure. <laughs> Aye, that's for sure, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. And like, yeah. during this time, you were developing your machinery. You know, you moved from your mini into BMs and then Vauxhall Forems is no... Like, a real good class machinery in them days too. Definitely, I remember when I bought the, I bought the BM of Derek McMahon <laughs> and I remember on the eve of the rally too, that same year, um, we lost, I sent the car away because it was, it was the stages were round where I live myself, you know, and okay. I wanted to put in a bit of an effort. Yeah. And we sent the car over to London to a crowd called Auto Extra. They specialised in BMs at the time. Right. And they'd done it from front to back and the car came back and to get out for a test run, the next thing it lost the oil pressure. And this was maybe three or four days before the rally. Okay. So I went on to them and whatnot. And he says, Well, leave it with us. And he rang me back. And the next thing he says to me, Well, we're thinking about coming over and doing something for you. And I said, That's grand. Mm-hmm. And he says, Would there be a place? He says, We could land a small plane. And I says, Right. And uh, I, I tried to think for a while then. And there's a place down maybe about eight or 10 miles from me, you know, some kind of a there's a big golf course on it there now, you know. Yes. It was a kind of a flat, grassy place. Uh-huh. And I explained this to him. And oh, he says, we'll go for that. And uh, I remember being down there when the plane landed and they came over and they worked all through the night and everything and rebuilt the engine for the rally. Yeah. And, like, you know, this was in the mid-70s. Like, there wasn't too many planes flying about Donegal. It must have been, like, a, a spacecraft nearly landing at that stage. No question it? about it. It was, out of the, it was out completely out of the ordinary, Kevin. Yes. It definitely was. Uh-huh. It was just one of those things. When did I tell you, when I rang him, I never thought for a minute that he was going to say that to me, you know? <laughs> but uh, that's, the, that's, the, that's yeah. the way the rally went, yeah. yeah. And, like, yeah. you know... Um, you know, though, though, you know, you mentioned Ackman Warmball there, like Vatnan was over in them early years. You know, this rally was attracting top co- class quality entries from across Europe. You know, it was, wasn't it brilliant? And what I tell you now, I think that they, they developed the, the Metro and the next thing they took it to Donegal to see what it was going to be like. Yeah, that's right. That's the, that, five. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, that's the kind of a rally that it turned out to be, you know? Uh-huh. Aye. Yeah. yeah. Aye, because I Malcolm Wilson brought the Quattro here before that, and uh, that's right. The many cars have come to Donegal to, yeah. Yeah, to be a proving ground for them, you know. So. That's right. He came in '84. That's because I remember that, you know. See, we won the rally in '83, and then it was always the thing: whoever won the rally started number one. But yes. because he was a seated driver, then you know he came that that right. year, and we were mm-hmm. right behind him. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, so I like we, we you know you mentioned eighty three there like you know boyhood dream stuff this one in your own 
like local rally. That must have been a dream come true for yourself and Seamus. Well, you know when you're young and that, and you and you know, and, and you, I've done a fair bit of rallying and up till '83, you know what I mean. And yeah. didn't even realise, you know, what this was going to be when okay. you know when it, when I won the rally, you know. And it's only in the years that followed afterwards that how when you look back how hard rallies are to win, you yes. know. And it was an unbelievable achievement for me to win it, you know. Mm. And that and I'm not just boasting about that, no, but no. it was, you know, for somebody, you know, of you know the, my means and whatnot to win mm-hmm. the Donegal rally. When you see the like of, I mean, uh, Roger Clark, the late Roger Clark, he came to Donegal, right. but he didn't get started because yeah. the car gave trouble, you know. Mm-hmm. And then you talk about the Tony Pond, the late Tony Pond, and yeah. then you talk about the Colin McRae's and everything else. And to say that you're in a lot of that kind of you know, the caliber of driver, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what I mean. You know, it, mm-hmm. it, 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 it's only when you get older and you look back at all that and you say, God, it was a you know a good achievement to do it. You know. Yeah, and then you know, as well as that, you know, like I spoke to numerous older people now this last few weeks now to build up for this program, and you know, the one name that keeps coming up is Vincent Bonner. Like he inspired <laughs> me. I watched that in '83. I was standing on the side of the road in Little Kenny. You know, you've you've inspired another generation of drivers coming up through there, Donegal crews. Like that's some accolade to put on your shoulders too, isn't it? Well, uh, you know, I'm very very proud of that. To be quite honest with you, you know, mm-hmm. and see, you know, I, it'll never happen in, in my lifetime again. Anyway, uh-huh. to, to see the way, what Letterkenny was, you know, the finishing stage in Letterkenny. Yes, that was. See, when I sit down and look at it now, look at the videos and that, uh-huh. I mean, it's, it was something else, you know. Everybody's just standing on the edge of the pavement, you know, and you're coming down in a Mark II escort and just filling the road and whatnot, uh-huh. you know what I mean? And it's, you know, and they'll talk about safety and whatnot, you know. Uh-huh. But it was it was out of this world. It yeah. was definitely out of this world. It was yeah. You know, the, was the crowds, the noise, everything that was just, you know, that's what rallying was really all about in them days, wasn't it? Like it was just... Oh, it was something else. I mean, that's what kept it going. That's what... I mean, I talked to numerous people since, you know, elderly people and said to me, I was standing there, I was standing there, yeah. you know what I mean? Uh-huh. You know, and uh, oh, it, was, it, was, it was something else, you know? Yeah, yeah. for sure, for yeah. sure. And like, you come back then numerous times, try to, uh, you know, achieve it again, come close a few times, but just never could get it you know together again but like some great battles over the years with the likes of Bertie and you know James Cullen, Austin McHale, you know Billy Coleman all them guys like uh, you know that must have been like for a guy that was only doing two or three rallies a year must have been brilliant for you from your point of view to be you know competing at that level with names like that. It, 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 was, it, it was unbelievable you know I mean it was only then that you, you, you sat down and you looked back and you said to yourself you know, that was some achievement to do it because you see maybe them years you're talking about afterwards and that. Uh-huh. I might have put in twice the effort. Yes. But some wee thing would happen, you know, and then just, the, I mean, I remember, you know, we had two stages to go and we were there and we, we lost 19 seconds on one stage and we got it back to it. Uh-huh. And the next thing the rotor arm went and, and you know, see them kind of things. You need a terrible lot of luck to get it together yes. and get round, you know, you uh-huh. definitely do. Yeah, I like that. That was 1990. Like that is going to go down as one of those iconic years in Donegal, isn't it? Yourself, Bertie, and Austin McHale, and like it was. I think there was 12 seconds at most in it at one point, and you know it it towed and froze. You led, Bertie led, Austin led, and back and forth at one. And like you went out with the rotor arm with two stages to go, and then Bertie picked up a 
10 second penalty. And I through all this, Austin McKeel won it by nine seconds. That was... Yeah. That was, that was unbelievable rally. Yeah. That was mm-hmm. definitely an unbelievable rally. You know, I would say I got more recognition for that one. Yes. Or as much as I got for one of it. <laughs> because the two cars that I was competing against was coming into another area again, was leaving the man to be behind. Uh-huh. And to be able to stay with them, you know, was, you know, it was, it was a, you know, a big achievement to do that as well. Uh-huh. I can say they were, they were cutting age where the month at that stage was, you know, five, six years out of date almost at that stage, you know, so that was... Well, uh, you know, they were talking at that time that they were going 300 break with them BMW M3s, uh-huh. and we were back at 280, 270 or something like that yes. with the Mantas, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, but again, against that, the Manta would have handled better than the BM. Okay, right. You know, so maybe that's probably where, you know, it evened out, to, you know... Either some uh, stage uh, viewed the advantage to handle and played to the advantage, you know, and then the power played to their advantage in other stages and whatever. That's right, because I remember uh, Plum... And he had Jimmy McRae, he was in the rally, one in the rally, and the next thing he took him out to one of the stages, and they were talking, you know, before the cars came and everything else. Uh-huh. And he just, you know, Plum was asking him, you know, what did he think, you know, between the two BMs and the Manta? And he says, See the bumpier the stage is, he says, The Manta, he says, It'll be ahead of it. And it's funny, that's the way it, it worked uh-huh. out, you know, yeah, yes, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. I McRae was the a uh, real wily folks. He took on everything, didn't he? Yeah, he didn't oh, no question about mm-hmm. it. Oh, he knew. Mm-hmm. He he went through it from from, from front to back. You know, yes. he, he thought the whole thing out definitely. Yes. Definitely uh-huh. yeah. So then you stepped away from the sport for a few years. <laughs> took up golf of all things, but you got tempted mm-hmm. back in two thousand and eleven for uh, one last hilly yourself and Shimmers reformed the band. <laughs> That's correct. Yeah, that's right. But I think, I think the rally was 40 years that year. Uh-huh. And the club, you know, they wanted to, you know, try and do something, you know, maybe just to, to honour the, the 40 years. And uh, they came together and asked myself and Seamus, would we go back and do a thing? And I said, I, I wouldn't have went near a rally for 25 years, <laughs> or 20 years anyway. Yes. And uh, they came to me and they says, would you be interested in going back? I says, not a chance. Not a hope I wouldn't be able to drive a car like that now. Uh-huh. And they kept harping away at me and harping away at me. And anyway, the they got a deal together and they got a car and we went out and we done it and uh-huh. enjoyed every minute of it too. <laughs> that's for sure. Every minute. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And now John, your son's competing in all too. So so you know the tradition has moved on to the next generation. I'm saying you're very proud of John's achievements as well. Oh, very much so, you know, because it's all right. I mean, I was a young fellow when I started, but John was later in life. And, you know, mm-hmm. see, once you get older, you know, you get wiser and you just wouldn't have, you know, you wouldn't have the, the, the I can't think of the word for it now anyway, mm-hmm. but uh, Either hung- you wouldn't be as daring, you wouldn't uh, be yes. as daring as you would be when you were younger, you know, yes. but uh, he started late in life and I'll tell you, he has some great achievements, you know, yes. mm-hmm. up to now. Yeah, definitely. For sure. Had. For sure. Yeah. And then, you know, the club then asked you and yourself and yourself and Seamus again to be club presidents. Like what an honor for you know that's you know for the young guy starting out in the low all those years ago to become president of the Donegal Motor Club. I would say that's something you're very proud of. Oh well, I'll tell you now. Probably wouldn't become president at all only for the chairman Brian Brogan. He rang me one night and he asked me, you know. I think I might have been away at a rally or something when he rang me and he says to me, would you be interested he says, in becoming president of the Donegal Motor Club? And I says to him, oh my God, now you need to stop. This is, you're away out of my league now. Not at all. I says, no, I'm just an ordinary man. 
about the street and wouldn't be interested in anything like that. And he says, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to leave it with you. And I want you to think about it. Mm-hmm. And he came back to me maybe about a week later and he says, did you think about that? And I says, I did. And he says, well, what do you think? And I says, I'm not going to rule it out. He's, mm-hmm. I says, you know, the club was very good to me down through the whole years. And I says, it would be a great honour for me and society to do it. And I says, would it be any interest to society? Would Seamus not come on board as well? And we'll do it jointly. Mm-hmm. Because society, you know, he was he was in the car the same day as I was in the car the day we won it. <laughs> yes. And he says, I never thought about it like that, he says. He says, I think that would be a very, very good thing to happen, he says. Yes. And I says, well, see if you get him to go on board, so say we'll do it together. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's how it ended up, uh, Kevin. Yes, yeah. well, well, I'm very, yeah. very proud to be president of the club, you know, joint president, yeah. Yeah, and like, you yeah. know, we're, we're missing out in the rally now with the COVID and all that, but, you know, all been well, we'll get back on the stages next year and we're going to go big and celebrate the 50th anniversary of the event next year. Like, you'll be there, hopefully, you know, with your, you know, the president's hat on. I would say you're very much looking forward to welcoming everybody back then next year. No question about it. It will not come half quick enough till we get rid of this siege that we had this last two years. Uh Definitely, you know, hopefully me health and everything will be grand. I'll certainly be there. No question about it. Uh Yeah. So thinking back over this past, you know, 50 years now at this stage, is there a highlight that stood out for you in all that time? Is there one memory that you would just love to just you look back and that's the one that stands out above all the others? I suppose, you know, if you'd asked me, would say two years after I won the Donegal rally, I would say, no, I don't really know. But see, you know, every time that you go out to a driver's briefing or something like that, they do the same video nearly every year, you know, mm-hmm. and they show you coming round the corner of the Crossview House in Letterkenny. Yes. That'll never leave me mind. Uh-huh. Definitely not. That that definitely, I would have to say, that was one of the highlights of my me, of me whole rallying career. Mm-hmm. The day that I came round there and yeah. we get again with the first out, out the window. <laughs> yeah. 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 So definitely Kevin. Yeah. So Vincent, we'll wrap it up at that. And this, you know, the, uh, this weekend has been put together um, chatting to so many drivers and so many, you know, organizers and all that. And you know, it's been a pleasure for me. But I'd like to leave the last word to you. Is there anything you'd like to say to the, you know, the, all the members of the motor club, all the competitors out there? I'll tell you now, you know, a lot, there's a lot of things goes on behind the scene. The like of Eamon McGee and the James Collins and the Clark of the Courses all down through the years and everything else. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people don't realise the amount of work that those people put in behind the scenes. And you couldn't give them enough credit. And it's all voluntary. And, you know, even the chairman and everything else, he's up and down to Dublin to meetings and he's down to different rallies and all that. You know, those kind of people, you know, you can never forget them kind of people because all this, what we're doing tonight, would never have taken place only for those people. And I would like to, you know, praise those people. Yes. Well, that's as nice a place to uh, leave it, isn't it? So, Vincent, thank you very much. It's been a pleasure talking to you as always. Thank you very much, Kevin. Anytime. You know where I am. You thank bother. you. <laughs> no bother. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.